You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. Episode 92 of the Short Shift Podcast. Going to get in a nice, real short shift tonight because I have an early morning flight. Uh, going back to Nashville for the first time in a couple of years. See some oh, yeah. friends and introduce my almost three-year-old to a number of people who have not met her yet. So it's a long time coming. Of course, the Predators are out of town, out of country while I'm down there. Great job, uh planning that thomas real real all-star move there i'm saying the same exact thing that you said to me last year when i planned a trip to nashville while the predators were on a 10-game road stand last yeah. year <laughs> yeah at least this is like preseason type shit yeah you had they're an opportunity playing in to another country yeah yeah they're playing in Pr- uh no who's which one's playing in prague and which one's playing in uh switzerland yeah i don't even the know Preds are playing in switzerland See, I've, I've I've clearly burnt out before the season even starts. Like my brain just can't keep up right now. Yeah, I think they play Thursday at like noon. Mm-hmm. Like I like, like I like. I was like, they play in another country, and then I was like, Canada. Could it could be Canada? He could be referring <laughs> to Canada. I'm glad it no. wasn't Canada. Otherwise, I would have felt real fucking stupid. No, that's all right. But I'll still swing by the arena and grab uh, probably. A kiddo, a, a Pred shirt, since that's our Western Conference team. But let's oh, talk absolutely. about our Eastern Conference team. We have an Eastern yeah. Conference team? Yeah. Oh. The Canes? Mm-hmm. That's the jam. <laughs> that's that's welcome, one. Welcome to the Take Warning podcast right here. Episode that's probably eight. a real podcast name, right? Actually, uh, off the cuff, though, pretty nice work there. Take yeah, Warning podcast nice. was, was pretty good. good. No. Fuck that. I mean, no, good talk about you is all I'm saying. Like, that's a real good, like, if you just made that up on the spot, I'm kind of no, impressed it's with just, that. It's, it's, it's just corniness that jumps out to me. Take warning. <laughs> <laughs> we got beach hey, bags. Uh, don't come here. At least they don't have a basketball hoop on the ice anymore. You can give them that, right? This is true. This is bare true. It's all, it's all, yeah, the bare minimum. Yeah. It's all uphill from here, guys. Yeah, that's what it is. There's supposed to be a juggernaut this season, yeah. but sure, yeah, all uphill. Fuckers. Uh, <laughs> do we want to start right off with the news of the day? Sure. Yeah, do. we need to. We need yeah. to. Um, I want to say it's surprising, but not after watching the last couple of weeks and kind of reading between the lines. But if you asked us at the end of the regular season last year, I mean, we could probably go back and find things where we think that he could crack the top six. But Oscar Steen put on waivers today by the Boston Bruins. What kind of move do you think this is? Do you think this is something hoping that he clears waivers just to kind of open up an option for him? Or what, do you, what are you thinking? What's your natural immediate reaction? I'll start with Ian because he looks perplexed right now. I don't get it. I mean, I get it. Look, I watched Steen and I, the video that came out this morning was like, Steen, what the fuck happened? Like, what changed? Why are we different to this level? But you still have Wagner on the roster right now. You still have Nosek on the roster right now, who has been worse than Steen, I would argue. You still have Felino, who's been a non-factor. Like, we knew Felino wouldn't be an early cut. The only thing that makes sense to me here, and yes, Steen deserves to be put on waivers. I'm not saying he doesn't. Like, the, the preseason has been terrible for him. But the only thing that makes sense to me is like this is an early toss on waivers. So kind of hoping that like teams don't they're not sniffing around this early. Yeah, maybe they're not ready. Right. Yeah, that seems ridiculous. A lot of other teams have their their housekeeping to to do. Right. Yeah, that's the only reason I see it, because why? Why would you wave them before Wagner? Wagner's played better. Don't get me wrong, but Wagner's not on this team to start the season. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, he shouldn't be. I just, um, I don't get it. I don't get it personally. I can't 
bring myself to freak out about the connotation of what this means for the roster at large starting next week because guys next week is the beginning of the season for us next wednesday we are full seven days is it really yeah get right out of town october 12th this is why you have a calendar and nobody else does andrew i no one else does (laughs) it's just get uh, get on the ground floor calendars of the new are the new wave stockholders (laughs) slap down that money now but I think what they're doing with the vets is kind of what they did last year. They waited until final cuts before someone like Wagner got put on waivers. Do you guys, you guys remember that, right? Mm -hmm. So absolutely not. What do you mean? You don't remember that or you're disagreeing with me. You think I'm going to remember the last round of cuts a year ago? Come on. You know me better than that. My memory is an absolute just travesty over here. uh, I mean, I, I remember he got cut. Like that's all. There you go. There you go. Good job, buddy. You're asking first, second and third round cuts. I got nothing for you, but your, your take, your take on no shake is spot on. He's been, he's been dog food for this preseason, but I think that if they're going to cut some, if if they're going to cut these vets like Wagner, or no I, I've resigned myself to the fact that Felino is making this team. Like, yeah, it's, of course he is. Mm-hmm. It's, but I'm not. It, I'm seeing a lot of takes on on the various socials of this being management preferring the vets over to someone like Steen, and I don't think it. I don't think that's the case. I think Steen had that bad of a preseason, guys. He was not engaged and he was, he, Ian, I think you said it in the video this morning. He made the NHL on the strength of he's going to outwork you. Yep. Straight up engine. It's straight up steam engine. How much of that did we see? Have Zero. We seen? He got outworked by guys that didn't have a chance of making the team this year. Yeah. Toporowski outworked him. Guys like, Vinny Letary hasn't been cut yet. Vinny Letary hasn't been cut yet. I think it's. I think that's one of the vets that is gonna. That's gonna kind of stick until until final cuts. But Vinny, Chris wow. Wagner, <laughs> Chris Wagner has outworked Oscar Steen. Oscar Steen is the objectively better player, but it says something about the effort. And about what what they've seen, where it's like maybe Steen kind of figured that his spot was in pen, and so did we. And this kind of proves that it wasn't. So I'm not I'm not worried about the fact that guys like Noshik and Wagner have been kept over Steen, but I hope this is sort of a wake up call to him. He's capable of so much more. So because I'm so I'm surprised he got cut because he's capable of so much more. But I'm not surprised he got cut because he showed none of it. Yeah, I think that's a good summary for me. I, I I just disappointed. I'm just so disappointed. It's not about the jersey. It's not about the jersey I have of him. I will never bring. It's a little bit about the jersey you have of him. No, it's not because I <laughs> love. I have all. I have also. I have Bergies and Marshies and Pastas, McAvoy's. Like I have. Oh God, them. are they getting cut next? <laughs> but having a jersey that you can walk into a game with and people be like. Is that your last name? Like three years from now, if Steen gets picked up by another team and he gets buried in their system and I go to a game and people are like, Steen, is that your last name? I'm like, no, that's a guy who played for the Bruins for 23 games. Like, <laughs> it'll be a really fun little jersey to have. Mm. That's just my take. So that's actually, that'll be his real ones. No jersey. Yes. Yes. Only yep. the real ones. No, but that actually poses that actually asks a question for you guys here. Thomas and Ian. What's the percentage that he makes it through waivers? Let's just do a prediction. It ain't even a percentage at this point. It's a crapshoot. Let's just do a prediction. I say he makes it through. Me too. Thomas? I think he makes it through, but if this was literally three days from now, like if he got cut like the weekend before the the beginning of the season, I think there's a chance that he doesn't. So I think it's so borderline. I'm going to say he makes it through because I think that's what I want. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think there's a really there's a there's a real chance that somebody just grabs him, knowing that he the dude's an absolute powerhouse. He charges the net. He has a fucking motor that doesn't stop. Obviously, if they're putting him on waivers, 
it's not because he's banged up. It's not because there's an injury or anything like that. This is the best option that they felt to do with this player. That concerns me. Maybe this is a message, but if it's just to be a message, that's a risky move to take. I'm hoping that this is because that they want to send him to the minors for, for more work or something right now. Uh, I, I hope this isn't them giving up on the player, but this obviously sends a message to not only the player itself, but the fan base. And that that's concerning to me because I believe we were all high on him up until about two weeks ago. And the organization was high on him. That's yeah. Yeah. you give you give a guy a two year one way contract, which means if he goes to the minors, he's still making eight hundred k. Yeah. So they but, they have, but waivers is the only way to send him back to the minors right now. Correct. So that's like correct. maybe this is just a, a gamble where it's you know what we might lose this player, but this is the only thing that we can do with him right now because mm-hmm. this is what we feel about the player right now. The one play that he made this preseason was spurned by Yona Kampanen, who is still in camp. Yes. Yeah, his one play was, receive, was staying in the rush and receiving a shorthanded gift. Like, that was his one play. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't even him who caused it. Mm-hmm. Nope. He just, he, he just got the, he just got an open net and that, that concerns me because he is a guy who makes his own. He makes his own plays. He forces you to notice him. And Thomas, you made a very good wording there is that he has a motor that never stops. It doesn't look like it's started yet. Mm-hmm. And Maybe this, maybe this will start the engine, and maybe this will, maybe this will light a fire under him. Because if he's not hurt, which I don't think he is, there's something concerning about the way that he's played. Yeah. But to be honest, I, I don't know. This sounds rude to say, but if you need extra motivation to try to make the NHL, man, I don't know if you're my guy. Like, like, what are we doing here? This is the league. This is the goal. You have guys crying in front of offices when they get told they're staying in camp. Shout out to Cody Glass. There you go. Like, literally, he's crying because he's staying in camp after the second round of cuts. Like, Mm -hmm. this means a lot to a lot of guys. I know it means a lot to Steen. I'm not saying it doesn't, but... You can't let that passion fade in a preseason moment like that. Velma agrees. I gotta think, I gotta think that maybe there was just a teeny bit of complacency there. It's crazy to me. It's crazy that a guy like that would feel complacent. Mm -hmm. I mean, if there's a better explanation, I'd like to hear it. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shall we talk about Something a little bit more positive. Somebody who has shown us that he deserves to be in the NHL. Absolutely. Let's give me just another little scoop of crow <laughs> for my Michigan Wolverine that I said I was concerned about at the pro level, who has done nothing, nothing to make me feel any better about that fucking prediction. Johnny Beecher continues to look fantastic. Okay. He has made you eat copious I, amounts of shit. Absolutely. And, and you know what? Happy to do it because he's a Michigan boy and he's a Bruin. <laughs> that, Velma, young lady. She keeps fucking moaning at the goddamn mic. I keep she is, myself. She is. <laughs> she is hot for Beecher. Yeah. I have your camera off, so I'm not able to see you, but I'm assuming that you're actually behind her and she's in the chair right now. Yep, that's that's exactly it, actually. You nailed it. Yeah. She is not impressed by Johnny Beecher, but that's okay. <laughs> Andrew, talk to me about Johnny Beecher and remind me of why I was fucking wrong about him. He's so fast. Like, that is the one huge thing that you take away from him when you see him on the ice. He... I had, I, it's been a long time since I have seen somebody who's not like, you know, Connor McDavid that has like, well, obviously I'm not comparing Johnny Beecher to Connor McDavid. Let's Johnny Beecher, the next Connor McDavid. You heard it here first. Hell yeah. (laughs) But his one step acceleration is stupid. It's Mm -hmm. absolutely stupid. And it's faster than it was in college because he dropped some weight and he's where he needs to be. Almost all the time, he's 
that goal, that empty net goal in Philly on Saturday just showed you what he is. Okay. There's a blues puck coming down the right wall and Cam York. Thomas, you saw a lot of Cam York in Michigan. Did you not? Uh, Just a little bit. Quick guy, right? Uh, Yeah. He's got a little bit of legs. Johnny Beecher in two strides boat raced him going full tilt the other way Mm -hmm. and dropped it in the net. He is going to make his hay with that speed, with that speed, the defensive IQ, the offensive, the offensive. I think the offense is going to get there. I think it has the potential to get there because in a lot of other ways, he seems to get it. He still needs seasoning in the AHL. Absolutely. 100%. I would like to see him. I would like to see him get the handle, get the handles better, get the hands better, get the shot better, but he's big gets into dirty areas and is amazingly fast. If he turns into maybe, I don't know if his absolute ceiling is someone like a, pre 55 goal, Chris Kreider, where he gets like 25, 30 a year, big guy with tremendous speed. I'd say that would be a successful pick. I think he can get there, but he has to work a lot on the offense, but you can see the talent. Yep. And you're saying like the hands need to improve. Yes. Just, correct. just coming from what we've seen with him since he signed, mm-hmm. uh, he has improved. The hands have gotten better. And I think a lot of that is just, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know what it's it is. Work. It is. It's work. It's coaching. It's everything that he needed. But one of the things that's jumped out to me is he's skating without the puck with better purpose than I've seen him in college. Mm-hmm. He's doing, he's doing that type of play where I'm seeing him move around and he's, he has there's purpose behind his movements and he has so much fucking speed. He's disruptive even without the puck. If Absolutely. he does develop solid NHL level hands and can clean up his shot. He, he might be everything that we thought Steen could have been. We might be talking about him in that glowing nature. Yeah. And I would fucking love to see that their opposite. Like Steen's a, a, a righty and uh, Beecher's a left-handed shot. So it's not a situation where I think Beecher's coming in and taking his job, but maybe like that mental role there. Like, does, does Beecher have a chance to come up and play 25, 30 games uh, this season? It's the, the chance is not zero. I'll put it that way. Uh, I, uh, outside of massive injuries, yeah, the chance is zero. The you chance so? is not. I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, like, look, Beecher is on pace to make me look like an idiot for being like, who is a better pro than a college athlete? So I was far, just about to bring that up too. A better yeah, pro than a college on. athlete, but he's not. He's not ready yet. He needs. He. I'm needs not saying time. is he ready, but does he get some games? And and I agree with you. It's going to take some injuries, but is he somebody that they may look at if he continues this play in AHL? Because right now, I have a feeling he's going to go in. He may have like a, a little bit of a cold stretch where he's getting used to the game itself, but. I, I don't know, man. He might rip it up at the AHL level. I'm really Lauco Beecher Lee sell top line in the AHL. Oh my god, Lauco. That name just hurts me at this point. <laughs> okay, no, Poporowski Beecher Lee sell top line AHL. Beecher gets looked at for sure. Like he's very much on their radar. They're very happy with him so far. I mean, how he's could still you still here? Be? He's still here. He should still be here. I think it takes because they want him to develop as a center. They don't want to bring him up on the wing. I like that's very clear. That would be clear from anyone in the organization, right? Because you need centers for God's sake. I just think they're not going to force this guy up and outside of real injury trouble. I mean, we are missing people. He's just, he might get a couple of games in a situation where playoff spots locked up. We just bring a couple of young guys up for two games but outside of massive injury problems, I do not see him coming up to the NHL levels. Yeah. So there's, an, uh, there's a question. Where is he on the depth chart right now in centers? In centers? Mm-hmm. I mean, our depth chart is so weak. That's, yeah. I, I mean, a good question. But uh, is it weird to say behind Trent Frederick? Yes. No, I don't think well, it is. I mean, Trent Frederick's a, a true center. We've used him on the left wing, but I would say right behind Trent Frederick, wherever Frederick lands. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you're saying he's going to be right behind the fourth line with all health. Yeah. 
Uh, I would say there would be an injury that would bring Trent Frederick to center and someone else to the wing before Beecher is considered. That's does that make sense? I don't know if I'm making sense here. Sure does. I'll go no, back. I get you. So Ian so five C zero. six C something like that. Yeah. Six C at best. Yeah. Six okay. C at best. Okay. So I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic and Ian already said zero, but Andrew, let me give you an over under on how many NHL games he sees this year. Six. Okay. I'll take the over, but slightly. Okay. I'll say. 10. Wow. Okay. I mean, I would, part of me wants to say, I'd love to see it because I want to see him get some opportunities. Cause I would, I would like to see him continue this type of play right now mm-hmm. into the regular season, but I don't want to see it because of exactly what and, uh, Ian's saying, where it's going to take yeah. some injuries and we're already thin as it is, but I, I think it's very it is, possible that we see six. Yeah. Like I said, the, 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 the chance, the chance of him playing in the NHL is not zero. I don't think he gets into 25 or 30 games. If he gets into 25 or 30 games, uh, suck hard for Bedard. Yeah. But <laughs> that was uh, Thomas. That was originally what you said, right? Like 20 games. I was just throwing that number out just in comparison to with Steen. I don't think it's, remotely possible because okay good so I, I think i jumped on that it was like zero percent chance against 20 games no, That's no, what no, i, was no, jumping no, no. In. I, I still say he gets zero games i still say the most games he gets is two and that's okay. in like very specific circumstance okay yeah so i'm still basically zero <laughs> yeah no that's completely fine you know who should play zero games uh felino and no sick. I don't want to be out on no sick. I'm so I don't sad. want to be out on him so either. High on him. Yeah, last year you were fucking praising him at this point. I was so excited about him because he's yeah. a he's a quick shot, bottom six guy who can get the puck in the net, and he just didn't. He wasn't. He wasn't that. He wasn't. What do you What do wrong. you think his problem is right now? I, is it, I, I don't. Can we use complacency for more than one player? I do. We are not in a preseason where I can take complacency seriously at this point. It is he's, so much battling for the play, He's playing like he has his like he has his uh, his spot etched in stone. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, he's uh, quick to get the puck off his stick. That's been very clear. He doesn't try to make a play at this point. He's not driving the net at all, which is at least he did that last year. I I do not know what his deal is, but it's it's not the player that I watched for the past five years. That's for damn sure. If both Foligno and Nosek are on this team opening day, Foligno, 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 Foligno. Oh no! <laughs> if who has Foligno no in the notes? <laughs> who put Foligno no? Foligno, yeah, no. Is what okay. I meant. Oh, good. I I get it. I get the little. Uh, <laughs> Thelma, I, I know he's not going to be on the team. Please, I can maybe take one of them on the team. Like I said, I've I've resigned myself to the fact that he's that Felino is making the team. Yeah. If both Felino and Nosek are on this team opening day, I will go blind. There is no reason for it, especially when you consider that. McLaughlin has boat raced guys like Noshik. He's a high hand right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I I think McLaughlin is ready for the NHL, which I'm going to eat a little bit of crow just like you, Thomas, because I said at the beginning of this, I said at the beginning of the off season, when I was, when I was all about that, Freddie Stadnika Steen fourth line that, I think McLaughlin needs a full year in the AHL to really acclimate. I think I was wrong about that. I think he's ready now. The one thing I really like about McMuffin is... I hate that people call him that. I don't know. I kind of really, really, really... Hate it. Really enjoy it. I hate Uh, it. Almost as bad as McLovin. Ooh, McLovin. That's a good one, too. God damn it. The one thing I really do enjoy about him is every (laughs) single game he is in, I have gotten the same exact thing. This effort, he gets to the fucking slot. He gets in people's faces. He's not going to fight, but he has just been a guy that is noticeable in the areas you want to notice, guys. Every single game. 
consistency has its place in this league. And last year, that's what we got from him. And this year, so far in the preseason, that's exactly what we've had from him. Sean and McLaughlin have this play that they've run about three or four times where Sean takes this slap shot from the point and McLaughlin just has the stick right there for a perfect tip. Like they look like they have amazing chemistry on that play. How much do you give McLovin? Uh, how much credit do you give him for that tip off the fucking body of the stick that beats Grosnick glove side? It's and he was there. Yep. There you go. That's exactly what I did too. I'm like, we'll call it a goal scorers touch. How about that? <laughs> That's what we'll say for now. No, but they but- run. The thing is that they run that play three or four times in the preseason and every time he's exactly there with the stick in the perfect position. Right. And I don't want to take anything away from it because I'm like, I'm not going to discredit goals that that are scored. Like you put yourself in a position to get a good tip. You got a good tip. Do I think you're fucking Pavelski in front of the net? No, but you're, you did your job and it went in the net. Good enough for me. (laughs) When you get a good tip and it goes in, that's a good day. Ah, for fuck's sake, Andrew. (laughs) Need at least one dick joke. Well, I'm sure there'll be more coming. I say that he has absolutely. Oh, no, that's not what I meant. (laughs) I say that McLaughlin or McLaughlin, however you actually say it, uh, he is absolutely your at worst 13th forward right now. At very worst. I'll take it. At very worst. Does he play more games than Foligno? I mean, fucking ask the coaching staff. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what their thought is with this guy yeah. anymore. Do we we still have to learn a lot about this coaching staff. Mm-hmm. We like to to feel like we're plugged in and that we understand the way things are moving and we're, we're reading the tarot cards of of the Boston Bruins. But I'm sorry, like, we're reading the what? Tarot cards, not tarot cards. Tarot cards. Foligno. Foligno. Uh, <laughs> But at the end of the day, like Thomas just said, it's a brand new coaching staff and Felino is an enigma. We just don't know what he actually brings because the only thing that we're being told he brings is in the locker room. I, Fun. Yeah. I, hmm. mm-hmm. Isn't that a weird way to, when you say it out loud, everyone kind of goes, oh, Yeah. I'm just going to say that we were a cap strapped team and I'm not at all in the business of having a $3.8 million 13th Ford. I mean, you don't have him as a 13th Ford because that's wasted money. You have him as a two point, $2.6 million AHL player. Is that Great. how much money he gets? It's still. Yeah. Yeah. You clear, you clear 1.2 off the books if you send him down. Okay. Yeah. So, but I mean, Noshik definitely deserves to be in the minors from what he has shown. And someone like Stanika and McLaughlin deserve to be in that mix for the fine, for that, I guess, 12th. I'll call, we'll call it the 12th Ford spot. Yeah. The only thing that's tough about Noshik is he's, a, he's our only left handed face off man, and he has been great in the face off dot for. A while he was all of last year. So Nika won 77 of his draws last night. Yes, he was tremendous. Don't I'm not discrediting that at all. No. Um, but th- that is Nozick's biggest claim to fame. Is that is that is PK win face off, get it out. You want to talk about damning by faint praise? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I never said it was good. Uh, you said it was a thing. It was there. It existed. Yep. Yep. Ugh, what a bummer. But also, I mean, the big picture here is Bergeron and Krejci are coming back for, let's assume, one last ride, right? That's what we have to assume. We have to assume that until we're proven otherwise. I can't imagine Felino's so good in the room that they're like, yeah, let's keep him on the fucking roster. Last chance to win a cup. <laughs> and he really cheers us up after games where we lost. Because we didn't get anything from the bottom six. Hell yeah. The uh, argument for that is that he's Bergeron's guy. At what point do you say, I'm sorry, Patrice, but good for the gander and all that? 
Yeah, midway through last year is when you do that. <laughs> that was the best time to do it. The second the best second time, best to, time do to do it is right fucking right now. now. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you offer me. I, I'm the nice guy on the pod, and I want to be careful with these guys' feelings. But Felino, I'm sorry, man. 3.8 million is a lot of money. To be a black hole. <sighs> yeah. Do you want to talk about happier shit? Taylor Hall injured. You absolutely stole my bit. Oh, whoops. Do you want to do you want to take it again or no? No, no. Stolen bits belong in the pod. He's week to week. I'm not worried. If he misses the first three games, I'm not going to cry myself to sleep anymore. I do more than he already does. (laughs) I do not think he's going to miss more than three. Okay. Okay. I don't. Um, I don't know if he even misses one. We yeah. Really? We don't know. We really yeah. don't. Yeah. That was a that was a weird injury. Was it was it his jaw, his neck, or his knee? I never saw it. I never <laughs> saw what actually happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, what, the area really changed. Jaw, neck, or fucking knee. Well, what <laughs> happened? Well, he got he got hooked in the shoulder. He got hooked in the collarbone. You didn't even mention the shoulder though. <laughs> collarbone shoulder you know bodies bodies are weird was it the testicles did his <laughs> testicles get injured and it's always it's always the testicles but he gets hooked in the he gets hooked in the shoulder collarbone area whatever and then he takes a weird fall and he kind of twerks his knee <laughs> and he goes down I said torques, not twerks you said torques I, I said heard, torques I heard twerks thank you Tom <laughs> So he it's, his butt. His... it's a butt injury. Yeah. I think I meant to say tweaks and torques. Yeah, he's, weak. he's weak to he's weak to weak with butt hurt. He was he, <laughs> he went on Twitter for too long. <laughs> he went to Montgomery. and was like, man, my twerking career is at risk at this moment. I've got to rest up. I'll tell you when I'm ready. And Monty's and Monty's like, what did I get myself into this, this place? And then Monty looks at the, the fucking dump truck he has and goes, you know what? No, good point. That's a yeah. really good point, man. Yeah. All right. That's why yeah. we signed him here. Badass, yeah. <laughs> though. Just, just to dance erotically. Sorry, Bjork, you didn't have the fucking meat cheeks. Yeah, move on. <laughs> That's why. Well, I mean, we traded Richie because he, we traded Richie because he was just hogging all the meat cheeks. Mm-hmm. That's actually the first thing Jim Montgomery did. He stood in the hallway and had them each walk by and just on a scale of one to ten, ranked the clap of their ass cheeks. Mm-hmm. That's what he. And did. then anytime he'd do it, he would just be war. He would just nod his head like. Hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, no emotion at all. And then he posted it on the wall. Chara was a special guest to show them how it's done. <laughs> That's a, this is getting away from you fast, my my dude. <laughs> I don't just, think it's getting away at all. I could go for an hour on this. Do you want more? <laughs> not really. Thomas has a flight. <laughs> yeah, both both of you guys need like another human being to talk to while you're at work. <laughs> what? what? Like, just 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 to get some energy out. I have, to, I have uh, dude, I have too many human beings at work. Yeah, that yeah want to talk. Dude, yeah. I deal with dead animals all day at work. I don't I don't need to talk to anyone. I just need to survive and then leave. <laughs> that was a enough. bummer anyway. My god. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, I never get a single day where I get to walk out without at least a couple animals that have uh, that have passed away. All yeah. right. Yes, is this is this is now the sad shift. This is this is the sad shift podcast. Uh, hey man, it's a good thing I'm from Boston. I'm really good good at internalizing my feelings <laughs> that doesn't go to therapy <laughs> go to therapy go to therapy do we want to uh do we want to pull this back into taylor hall who In, into those meat cheeks uh, i'm not worried about the taylor hall situation anyone else yeah as of right now but there is a little bit of concern because he does seem to get banged up kind of often Mm-hmm. He did. He he would have played all 82 games last year had he not had he not rested the final game of the year. I thought you were about to say he played all 82, except had he not gotten hurt like four times. <laughs> like I thought that's where you were going with that. No, no. It was like the first time he played a full season in like four years. So I guess yes. he was too. Oh, there you go. I was going to say, really? That doesn't sound like Taylor Hall. And then yeah. that statement came out. But I think, I think what made it concerning was that 
was the the options that Monty gave while he was out. It's like we're going to try we're going to try Frederick at the two L. We're going to try Foligno at the two L. And it's like, well, good. I honestly don't want to have the two. We're going to jump headfirst in the fucking canal I live next to. I, I don't want to have the conversation of who takes a spot yet. I want to kind of see how this the last two games go because I'm just not. I don't have a feeling for anyone taking that left side spot yet i think it's still up for grabs okay I'll, 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 it certainly isn't frederick fuck Jeez, yeah anyway other cuts today anything you want to say about any of them it was wolf carrick berglund callahan and Viesman. what did berglund play fuck off <laughs> i mean i can't believe callahan looked horrible first of all he was just atrocious and well, i'm trying prospect challenge I'm, I'm trying to be trying to be sensitive here but he was dog water like unbelievable terrible awful horrible camp for him he's got about two uh, or three he's got about two or three years before he he even has a shot at sniffing the nhl so yeah that was the back. nicest i could put that one yeah no uh, he was he was absolute dog shit he was good in the prospect challenge you could have just brought that up if you wanted to be nice Nah, Berglund, right. what the hell happened there? I don't know why he didn't play. I honestly don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know what how the or the organization seems to be kind of in a no man's land about him. I mean, You're that's not even a new way. thing, though. Yeah, it's it's he had he had a tremendous second half in Providence. Yeah, so maybe. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they want from. I'm not sure what they want from him. But I'm actually very. I'm very. I'm very surprised they didn't stay. He didn't play even one minute in the preseason. Just, I'm still high on him, but I don't think the organization is. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Hot I, Wisman, I thought was. I mean, he was fine. Uh, not enough to like force his way in. Carrick was. I don't think Wisman. I don't think Wisman was fine at all. <laughs> I mean, he was fine in in regards to like what I expected from some of these yeah. guys. Yeah. He had some neat. He had some neat plays out of the zone. Uh, defensively, no, no, really not great. He kept getting skated around. Literally, like literally, they would just skate around him without a deke or anything. I, I just is it bad. Just blew me away how he played the prospect challenge and was just so timid about it. He was his play was so timid that really shut me off from him. That took me out of him instantly. And then watching him play a couple games in the preseason, he did nothing to assuage that. So he was a he was a international flyer. So. Do your year in Providence and go to Seattle, which is apparently what they do now. <laughs> Shout out to Jesper Froden. Yes. Good job lasting until second cuts there, you dingus. I, uh, as for Nick Wolf, who I thought was uh, interesting, I actually had a conversation with him uh, about him today, not with him. God, I was going to say, I was like, hey. Yeah, I should have gotten him on the pod. No, I was talking to Hellhammer on Twitter about him, and she was kind of like, hey, where does he kind of rank? And I was looking at our defense when healthy, and I think he ranks 10th at best. On which? On the side? No, His just side? in general. <laughs> and 10th might be, like, way too much credit. <clears throat> our, our defensive depth, like, NHL caliber depth might not be great, especially on the right side, but... But guys who are going to be above Nick Wolf, there's a lot of them. I mean, we have eight NHL defensemen on our team right now, and then we have a Sean who wants to play as well, and then there's Wolf. Nick Wolf can't skate. The end. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. Did you see Jack Hughes just flat foot him? That's a little unfair because it's Nick Wolf versus Jack Hughes, and I but, don't need to break that down. But I mean, it just it just ended <laughs> it just ended the way you would figure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, put Forbore in front of Jack Hughes and Fader. I'd rather uh, not, thanks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jack I'd Hughes rather not put. I, I'd rather put Forbore at the at the in front of the trade line. Shout out to Army Bear. 
Jack Hughes, <laughs> if you had Jack Hughes versus McAvoy 10 times, I think three out of the 10, Jack Hughes would make a fool of McAvoy. Like that guy's that guy. Yeah, but he wouldn't score. That's fair. That's fair. Because he hit the post like four times. Was it only four? It felt like more. The Devils hit five posts last night. Four of them came from Jack Hughes. I'm not making that stat up. Jesus. Was that a coaching thing where, like, you know you could beat the team by 10, but you're just like, hey, just hit a bunch of posts for fun? No, probably not. It's like a weird I don't think. I don't think. I don't yeah, think exactly. Ruff, I don't think Lindy Ruff is that smart. glad he's still in the league right now. So right? Tank is fucking stars. He's been around for fucking ever. Yeah. They're just uh, propping his corpse up at this point. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. And it roughs. <laughs> yeah, let's move on for the cuts. There's not a lot of news other than Steen, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I have um, to ask you guys. Uh, we talked a little bit about it, like just in our text thread. But did this feel like such an unsettling last couple of days with all these uh, major like hockey outlets coming out and saying that the Bruins are going to be better than good like a top fucking team they're destroying my pessimistic vibe uh and crushing my expectations we can't have that can we <laughs> i need yeah like can anybody make an argument for some of these rankings andrew like rattle off some of these rankings that we saw this this week jay fresh um jay fresh one of the main analytic guys love him great twitter follow has us at 112 points and winning the Atlantic. Winning the, the fucking game. Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Are we serious? Like, that's... How? Didn't I have a second in the Atlantic? Yeah, but you're an <laughs> idiot. Oh, uh, fair. That's a really good point, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good argument. <laughs> Thomas, that was... So, that, that... You are, you are the master... Jay Fresh, Jay Fresh is, is, is doing this without any homer bones in his body. You toss the Bruins into second, which I'm not saying is impossible, but it's not likely. Yeah, I mean, you just call me an idiot. Don't backtrack. You're good. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not. I'm not backtracking at all. If no, no, he's doubling down. You, <laughs> Listen I'm, to I'm doubling down. <laughs> I, it's obvious that you're doing that with with the Bruins' love in your heart, and you're just grasping at whatever you can to make yourself excited for the season. I really Don't think speak for me like that. I really think you genuinely think they can come in second place. Jay yeah. Fresh normally respect the shit out of what he writes. He thinks they're going to win the Atlantic. I don't think there's a fucking chance. I do not know how his model works. To be absolutely fair, before we get dive into this, Jay Fresh did put a, uh, I guess a, um, what's the word? Shit asterisk he did put an asterisk around it saying that he's not in love with how the model how the model what the model turned out okay so um, but <laughs> this is this is entirely data driven this has no human involvement well other i than feel the- like the bruins taking the number one spot somehow is influenced by like sullivan's tire through a couple of bucks at j fresh <laughs> I need my ads running on Nesson to have as many viewers as possible. Can we get this fan base excited about the team? <laughs> I do not know how you could not be excited about this year, though. Like, all jokes aside. Look, I'm, I'm excited, but not really for what I think the end product's going to be. I'm excited. We, we've said this so many times over the offseason. I'm excited to see Bergeron potentially in his last year. I'm excited to see Krejci back potentially in his last year. I'm excited to see what happens with Pasta because I think he may resign. I'm excited to see what this defense can do when we're fully healthy. There's a lot of things that I'm excited about seeing, but I'm not excited about where i think we're going to go in the playoffs or any deeper than that you know what i mean there's a lot to be excited about i think we're going to be a competitive team i think we're going to have a lot of really fun nights i think we're going to have a lot of really frustrating nights we're going to have a very bipolar podcast this year where we're going to be high as fuck from two to three dubs one week and then the next week we get our asses beat i'm excited to see what swayman does this year i'm excited to see what olmark does this year but I can't get that excited about the end result. Even after reading this article, even as, after seeing Jay Fresh picking them to win the whole fucking Atlantic, I just, it's, it makes me mad that people are out there that think 
I don't know. I, I guess setting expectations higher than they should be, in my opinion. That is higher expectations than it should be. I still think yeah. Toronto runs away with the fucking Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, and, I'm actually really surprised that's the angle you took, Thomas. What angle do you think I could take after that, though? Um. Well, it, 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 being mad. Uh, that's very surprising. <laughs> Look, this fan base is. How many times have we talked about this fan base on, on this podcast? It's it's all or nothing sometimes. Where this team yeah, can rattle off right. five okay. fucking wins and look so good, and then we lose a heartbreaker in overtime to a team that we should have beat. And this team's like, fuck this coach, fuck this, fuck that. Yeah. Like, and we're still tearing, five zero and one in our last six games, yeah, and they start tearing this team down. Yeah, just tearing them down, ready to sell off. And mm-hmm. and that's one of the things I think this fan base needs to be you don't have to be as negative or pessimistic as I can be sometimes, but I think you Real, need to realistic. be, you no. need to be realistic. And no. this fan base isn't always realistic. There are a lot of really good fans. And, and luckily a lot of our listeners, especially the ones that interact with us are realistic fans. Otherwise we'd probably just yell at them or call them out <laughs> so back to the models themselves that have us up here i do want to mm-hmm. point out a couple things that most models struggle with so no model is able to adapt for a complete different coaching staff no. none of them yeah. do that most models struggle with how much injuries will actually affect the teams some of them don't even include the actual like full injury time and they usually kind of go to the side of like the lower injury time than the higher. Uh, So there's also that where Jay fresh might not be having us missing those guys for as long as we might be, whatever it may be. So there's, there's those kinds of like altering moments for these models where, Hey, you're still going to get exactly what you got last year. That's another thing. A lot of them have struggled with the whole, is this the year Bergey falls off? Well, Bergey's an anomaly. He's 37. He's still, he just had a Selkie win last year. Like, what are we getting this year? The model doesn't know how to predict it. Mm-hmm. The model doesn't know how to predict how Marshan will be next year. They try to. But so when I look at the, us being so high ranked for all this, and every single creator of their own individual models are like, I don't know why the Bruins are so high. <laughs> every single one of them are like, I don't get it, but they're there. And I'm not especially just, Dom, especially yeah, Dom's model. Dom yeah. shit all over us. He's like, fucking, this team could be bottom five for all I yeah. fucking know. And I was like, all right, well, fair, but. But you, you have know. us at number six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but uh, th- th- he also has Florida and Toronto, I believe, in the top five. Yeah, I and Florida's yeah, Florida's number four, and Toronto has actually not popped up yet on his. List. I assume the top three, maybe number one, and I think Tampa was number seven. Yeah, the top four in the Atlantic is just in his model, just a fucking all juggernauts, which well, doesn't this, take into account that we're all going to beat point, up on though. each other. That's my that's my point of this. Like, how are we going to win the Atlantic? Look at how fucking top heavy it is. Yeah, and I don't think we're better than. Any of the, those three teams that you just named? I, when we're healthy, I do think we are, but I also don't know how healthy or when we will be healthy. Yeah. Like, that's totally fair. That's this, totally fair. I said last year, along with the Capitals, I said that we were the team that had the widest variance of this team could be great. This team could be dog shit. Mm-hmm. I think this year it's the same fucking story. Yeah. This team could come out and survive the first month and a half and look really decent. And then we get our full team and we just start shit stomping nerds or we <laughs> completely sink, have a major injury within the first three weeks and the whole season's over by month three. Yep. That's super possible too. Yeah. I mean, if you want to put money down, I'm going to go ahead and give you a window. We're going to score somewhere in, or we're going to end up with somewhere in between 114 points in the standings and 87 points in the standings. I guarantee Jesus Christ. That's where we're going to be. That's where we're going to be. Put your money on it. (laughs) Well, we we did do, I love how we did do the point, the point predictions last week. And we all finished within one point of each other. I know. And none of us were as high as any of these models are no, predicting, no. which is, this is a weird year for the models. Cause they're all predicting 
high point totals for these playoff teams. Mm -hmm. They're all predicting that the heavy teams continue to be heavy. Last year was a weird, especially in the East, the best teams were the best teams, the worst teams were the worst. And there was a gap. Yeah. Usually it's not like that. Usually you have teams sneaking around in the middle there who are kind of like ruining everyone's end of the season because they keep winning games. And you're like, what is happening? And Thomas, not only, not only is the Atlantic so top heavy, the, the, the bottom, the bottom of it, everyone got better except the halves because fuck the halves. But you know, five through seven got very much better. Yeah. Which, which is weird because like Ian said, the gap in between the top teams and the bottom teams was wide last year. And these, these models are essentially saying that that gap is going to widen. I don't, I just, I don't know. Computers are wrong. (laughs) Computers. They're just fucking wrong. I mean, the same models. I I for one welcome our new, I for one new, well, well, welcome our new robot overlords. No, I mean, if these predictions come true, I'll suck a robot dick. Let's fucking do this, man. Let's suck a robot's dick. Even if those, those didn't come true. Let's be real. I mean, is there money on the table? Twenty dollars is twenty dollars. Is all I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. it's true. You always come through with the bits, there, Ian. <laughs> it's true. Thank you, Thomas, for the. It's true. Twenty dollars is twenty dollars. Yeah. Twenty dollars is in fact twenty dollars, but you have to adjust that for inflation for day to day. Damn. Math. That's fair. That is anyway. Fair. All right. We have something positive and we spun it to be something like, ah, eh, fuck the models. I mean, I'm still pumped about it, but models. The, the models are wrong. Like we know the models are wrong. Everyone's looking at the models going, that's not taking into account the absolute volatility of this team right now. And the league, like the, the NHL being a prediction based thing is impossible. And these guys who do, and yet we do stuff, it every single year and every single week. It. It's fun. I like the analytics and the analytics do make us uh, give us a better understanding of the game, but you cannot predict. And analytics without season. context is just numbers. Speaking of numbers, let's go to a voicemail. I got a call here from Zach. Let's go ahead and jump on it. Hey, what's going on, boys? It's Zach T here. Calling in. Uh, I hope you guys all have a good week. I know up here in uh, New England, the weather's not too nice. I know, Ian, you're down in uh, in South Carolina. The not great there either, but it's obviously hotter than it is up in here in, in, uh, in Maine. But um, I wanted to ask you guys about A.J. Greer. Uh, I was at that Rangers preseason game when he got both goals, uh, one of them being the overtime goal, and he played really well. But um, I just don't know if if that one showing is enough to, to prove to me that he's in the starting lineup. I just want to know what your guys' thoughts on A.J. Greer and, and where he must end up this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough right now with the bottom six. You know, we, we don't really know where those lines are going to be. So just want to get you guys' thoughts on Greer and, and where that bottom six uh, might end up here as we're getting closer and closer to the start of the season. But uh, yeah, again, hope you guys are all having a, a great week and uh, go bees. Go bees. Go bees. I, I do want to say that Hurricane Ian came to my doorstep and I pulled out my two fists and I fought him. Man, and I thought you were going in an entirely different direction. I lost that fight. Hurricane Ian won. Uh, <laughs> that was a long day for me. But it's okay. Everything's safe and everyone's happy. Hey, uh, AJ Greer, two goals. We love that. It was, to me, enough to stay in camp. And I think you guys would agree with that. Not to secure a roster. Spot. There's kind of a reason why we didn't mention him. Because he didn't get cut. Well, because we kind of, because he's kind of like, it didn't mention him in the sense of like him being in firm contention, like, like McLaughlin being in firm contention for, for a roster spot. Cause I still don't think he is. I think he's a four a guy. Maybe with Paul out, he opens up a spot right now. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. If Paul is not in game one, AJ Greer probably is. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's in Hall's spot, but he's probably on the roster. But does he stay on the roster is the question. I think we have two more preseason games to figure that out. There you go. Good answer. I'm not, That's a very I'm not good ready. Answer. Yeah, no. I'm not ready to say one way or another, honestly. No. I'm, 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 I, I, I feel like I'm very pessimistic in, ter- uh, in, in regards to everyone else because I'm lower on Greer than a lot of people. Like, I mean, everybody liked what we saw in the preseason game. He likes the finish. Anytime you have a fucking, essentially a walk-off like that in overtime. That was fun. That was fun. It was, it was great energy. That was a, that was a really fun game to watch. 
um, and and anytime you see a forward uh, 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 somebody that you're not expecting to have that kind of finish come out and do shit like that yeah people are going to get excited about him yeah does he have a spot on this team probably with these injuries especially after seeing some of these uh this this first batch of cuts yeah sure i, th I think there is a spot for him right now uh whether he sticks uh once once healthy bodies start coming back i'm not sure but i don't know we'll see for now it's it's fun to watch anytime you get to see somebody that you don't expect to do uh good things come out and do them yeah that's newsworthy to me mm. okay fair enough yeah. like that <laughs> Ian, are you gonna get an aj greer jersey <laughs> fuck off yeah. fucking kiss of death now yeah <laughs> Oh, my predictions are always a kiss of death. Anything I say, usually the opposite happens. Although I did well last year, yeah. actually. You did. You I won. I did do well last year. Career. I won. I got third place in the Down Goes Brown prediction contest, mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I don't want to do it this year because I feel like I've You'll already... You'll never do better. I'll never do better never than do better. third. Third out of yeah. 1,600? Yeah, that ain't... I'm not fucking beating. You're well, literally that... that meme. You ever see that meme where the dude's like fucking... Uh, drinking like pouring the champagne all over his face holding up his medal and he's third place oh yeah you're that meme are you kidding me if i was in the olympics and i got <laughs> the fucking bronze i'd be celebrating so goddamn absolutely hard. dude i can't believe and i know it's a disappointment to not win gold but like a guy gets goes to the olympics and wins a bronze and he's bummed I'm like what yeah. you were the third best dude in the world at whatever obscure event you're doing like that's awesome you know what that means now right that I'm a loser and I never, I never go for gold. Yeah. That you're going to finish that you're going to finish in third again, but this time it's going to be in the predictions. I would not enjoy that. You that's, what's going to happen now. That's it. It, it that's feels like lot, buddy. finishing third out of three versus third out of 1600 feels differently. <laughs> I'm going to say it's just feels slightly, right? Yeah. Just, it's it's <laughs> I mean, that's, the, that's just going to be your lot. It's just, you're going to be third. That's what's just going to happen. And Thomas and I are just going to be battling for first place all year. And we're just going to leave you into us. I'm, I'm third in my own relationship. Uh, she loves the dogs more than me, which she should. Uh, yeah. so I mean, like, that's absolutely totally fair. 100%. Tiffany, shout out to you. You are absolutely correct. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm fifth in my household. So fifth. Yeah. We've have, there's two dogs. Guys, I'm third and there's two beings in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, Thomas, you, you, sorry. Do you have a child and what? In two dogs. Wouldn't that make you fourth? No, I mean, fifth. There's, there's self-love. I'm, I'm also, I have a wife. Yeah, but in the eyes of the wife, you should be oh, fourth. Oh, yeah, in the eyes of the wife, I'm fourth. <laughs> but I'm saying like overall power rankings in this house. All right, fine. I'm still in fifth and we'll include the fucking fish. Yeah, there, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, well, you know, what that, you know what that means, Thomas? You have the best chance at a draft pick. First this draft is pick. true. This is true. <laughs> power rankings in my house, I guess, would be fourth, but I'm probably third because Zed doesn't really care about shit. So like, no. I'd probably beat him out on like power rankings. Mm -hmm. Guys, I'm third out of two. I mean, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing your best though. And that's all that I'm, matters. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing my very best. It's not good enough. I want to be very clear about that. But oh, like, no, it's not. It absolutely isn't. Best. And I remind myself of that every morning when I wake up. Speaking of not good enough, before we get out of here, oh Zach Senishin signs an AHL only deal with the New Jersey Devils. Not good enough. Not good enough. Not good enough. That's, that's a bummer for him. Yeah. Oh my God, Thomas, that stung. Yeah, <laughs> he was never, look, I'm not it's saying he not wasn't given a fair fault. chance, no. but they put a pedigree on him that he had not earned up to that point. No, and he never should have been in that position. Never should have been in that position. He was a third round pick that got picked 16th, 17th, whatever yeah. it was. 15th. Yep. Was it 15th? You literally, you literally danced around the number. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, we had 14, 15, 16, didn't we? We had 13, 14, 15. Zaboral, DeBrusque, Senechin. 13, 14, 15. I've, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 2015 oh. draft, everybody. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Hey, AJ Greer was in that draft. Look at that. At least we weren't Philly or Carolina in that draft. Or they, they had Noah Hannafin and... Sebastian Ajo. I mean, yeah, later they took him in the second round. We're talking about first round. It's, shut oh, up. Man. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> well, one other one other guy who got drafted in that that year, uh, 
Barzell signs an eight-year extension today. Mm -hmm. 9.15. What does that mean for pasta? Oh my God. I hate, I hate it. I hate this conversation. I think think it means more than the McKinnon deal. Cause I think Barzal is firmly below Bosternock as a player. Sure. So I think it ups it a little bit. I, I don't think, I don't think it like kicks it up a lot, mm-hmm. but man, I hate it when good players get treated like elite players. And that's what this is. Yeah. I do enjoy all the Islanders fans and maybe they're right, but I do enjoy all the Islanders fans being like, Hey, he just has to get unlocked by the new system. So which, sure, apparently, which apparently is going to be a lot like the old system. Lambert was Trotz's right-hand man for a yeah. while. Yeah. yeah. Look, in three years, oh, we're going to look at that contract and be like, eh, it's not the worst in the league. It's not that bad. But we're never going to look at that contract and think it, think it was a good deal, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anyone who's saying it's a steal is right. I don't think that's a steal. Who is saying that? Means. Who is I mean, saying that? And where are their drugs? And can the, I have some? The land of Twitter is crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm, crazy. I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad I got yeeted out of there. <laughs> I am a, once again, no, you're not. You fucking love Twitter. Uh, I, am, I am not willing to say it affects Pasta's deal at all. I'm still going to stick to my guns of... They've already discussed numbers. No one's going, look what Barzal got. They're yeah. just, they have their numbers. They're trying to find a middle ground. That's I'm 100% agreeing with that. I, my, that was my stance the last time. I don't even remember who the fuck's contract. It was McKinnon. It was, the, yeah. it, was, it was McKinnon. It was McKinnon getting paid more than McDavid, I which is like hilarious single, to say yeah. out loud. I feel but, like I every mean, single time somebody signs a deal, we immediately think pasta in the back of our head but it just i don't think any of it has anything to do with the bruins organization and the way sneedy is sneedy sweeney that's his new name now nope nope sneedy maybe 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 we'll go with that but uh i don't think it changes how he operates and i don't think it changes a damn thing about the way pasta is in his head pasta is his own fucking animal Mm mm-hmm so okay. I don't think it changes too much. It, it was interesting to see that deal come up because I, I guess I kind of expected that much money for him just based on like the idea of what the player is. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was a little bit jarring to see it at first today. Yeah. That was, I, like I said, my very first thought was it's another, it's another instance of a good to very good player being play being paid like an elite player and i don't like it (laughs) if you have one of those like arizona does with chikrin you can leverage that Mm -hmm. lou did not do that (laughs) no no if this if this deal looks bad in two to three years that's a very untradeable deal Mm -hmm. absolutely they're basically banking on him becoming what they want him to become and they're paying for it Good luck with that. Let's check back on that in three years. Yeah. I don't know. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Oh, no, absolutely. But it, it, there, there, is, there is a chasm between good slash very good and elite. Yes. Yeah. Who's got something else here? I think we're out of topics on our, on our agenda. No, we got one last long week before this season really kicks off, and I'm really excited about it. Yep. How long are you going to Nashville for, Thomas? Just a couple of days. Got a, got a couple of friends who are basically family that we're going down to see. Uh, and like I said, we're going to introduce the kid to a couple of these friends and uh, just check out some of the old places because a lot has changed in the uh, four or five years since we lived down there. Uh, but it is, it is quite interesting. And honestly, like I'm really excited to see my kid down there because she is essentially like the idea of getting married and having a kid was the reason that we came back up to new England in the first place. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting and kind of surreal to see her down there where she essentially would have lived if we didn't decide to come home. That's cool. That's awesome. And also to bring her, bring her into the, uh, Preds pro shop and let her go crazy for the tiger, the tooth, toothy tiger, toothy tiger. Hell yeah. yeah. Get, 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 get her, get her a mustard Jersey. Get her the mustard jersey. Do it. I might, I might have to get her. Might have to get her a jersey. She does have a Preds jersey. Uh, I got her a, a Bruins jersey and a Preds jersey when she was just itty bitty. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she might have a hat. She might have a winter hat. I don't know, dude. I buy so much sports shit for her. She <laughs> loves she loves it. And I shit you not, we went through all of her stuff today to put her stuff in her little backpack for her carry-on tomorrow. And uh, her stuffed animal of choice, and has been for about four or five weeks now, is she has a Mac Jones, and she sleeps with it every night. <laughs> and she brought it to school uh, as her comfort toy on her first day of preschool. Oh, that's good stuff. And she has her Mac Jones jersey and shit. It's really fucking funny. That's good stuff. Gotta get her a Bergeron, though. However, oh, sure. if there's a Roman Yossi stuffed animal, daddy might have to buy that for her. That's gonna be for you. Who are you kidding? Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> I'll just go <laughs> I'll just go right up to the counter and be like, uh, I was told that you guys have Roman Yossi body pillows. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted the nude one. Thanks. Yeah. Is if if that's a custom shop thing, I can wait. I'll just be I'll be over there. I'll wait. Go bees. Go bees. anything i'm gonna be honest i think you <laughs> might have covid again oh no oh no <laughs> it'll be fine right oh uh, yeah be right. you'll be right you'll be good <laughs>